You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Hello and welcome to Morning Breath, a drive time or anytime devotion sure to jumpstart your day or encourage your day or build your day or close out your day or whenever you get this and you tune in, we are excited that you are a part of the show with us. I want to say welcome and thank you for being a part of growing in the Word of God. And hopefully this uh, this show today will encourage you that way. We're going to be in a chapter, Mark chapter 11 today. And uh, we are, we're happy to be here, happy to do this with you. Uh, across the table for me, I have my best friend in the whole world, my wife. Emily, how are you today? I'm doing great. It's a good day. What if that was the first time we said anything to each other today? Hi. Oh, no. We've, we've, we've uh, exchanged a lot of comments today. We have four kids. We oh, have to yeah. get them off to school, remember? Oh, yeah. Bright and early. Kids getting up. Let's go. Time to go to school. Time to get out of bed. Let's do all the things that moms and dads do, parents do, done that. And now we get to come in and share the word yes. of God together um, across the table from each other. Plus, we have engineer extraordinaire over here. Nick, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Awesome, dude. The Thanks. usual. The usual, just well, just well. <laughs> I'm the usual. I am just flatline well. Thank you very much. <laughs> Everything is good. What's happening in your world, dude? How's newlywed life? It's good. Dude, let's go. It's, it's a new life, a new... Uh, how long y'all been married? Uh, it was five Uh-oh. months, like two weeks ago. Oh, five wow. months, two weeks. Yes. Let's go. Yes. Halfway to the first year almost. Yeah. Almost a whole year into it. Yeah. Can you believe it? <laughs> They're almost not newlyweds anymore. I know. Almost. Pretty soon you're going to have to go. But we still say we're newlyweds. We're coming up on uh, 19 years. Yeah, we're honeymooners. Just honeymooners <laughs> 19 years later. We're still working on, and working on all the things that, uh, you know, married people do trying to figure out life. Yep. It's exciting. So anyway, we're in uh, Mark chapter 11 today. Could you tell people out there how to get on board with the show, how to connect with what we're doing? Absolutely. You can connect with us on the East Coast app or on our website, ECCC. Dot us for information, for events, for if you want to listen to past sermons, if you want to listen to morning breath episodes, that's a novel idea. Or um, you can find East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We're all over the place there on social media. Um, or you can just call the church office at 321-452-1060, and then we can email you or mail you more information about East Coast that way, too. Right on. I think I realized that I didn't even introduce who I am, in case somebody's out there and doesn't know who's talking to you stranger. right now. Stranger. I am a stranger. I am Brian Moore. I'm one of the pastors here at East Coast Christian Center. And, and Morning Breath is a ministry of East Coast Christian Center, and we'd love to invite you to be a part of our family here at East Coast. If you don't have a church home and you found us on the radio or on a podcast somehow, some way, or you've been meaning to check us out, uh, we have multiple locations. Every weekend, we got a, a campus in Vieira that meets at the high school right now. We are building a building at uh, Vieira Boulevard in Tavistock, which is exciting. Woo-hoo. And uh, man, it's it's coming up. And so if you're in that area, drive by, check it out, see the progress. But uh, on the weekends, on Sundays, we're at Vieira High School. Do two services there. We're out in Cocoa off of Friday Road, two services. Avenue Worship Center on Merritt Island, uh, 85 Richland Avenue, which is just behind the Sunoco gas station, kind of next door to the uh, broadcast campus or central campus here and all of our offices and such. And they do two services as well. Or you got Saturday night options, you got Sunday options here in the Parkway Worship Center. And uh, we would love to connect with you and be part of do life together and ministry together and uh, not just crack the word open a uh, day here, a day there, or maybe even every day you're doing this with us. We'd love to uh, do life together and we got small groups. You do some small group things, freedom group things going on. How about you want to tell them about what what small group things are going on? Oh, yeah. We have small group launch this weekend. We have freedom group launch this weekend. Um, yeah, we have a lot of people who are leading groups. It's a great way to get community. I remember the first time we, you and I walked into East Coast probably 18 years ago or yeah. so, and 
Um, we loved the church, but it was, you know, you walk into a room full of people and you're like, how do I really connect on a deeper level? So we joined a small group um, and that first small group, I mean, we were, we still have lasting friendships from that small group that we were in. It's And we've been in many small groups since then. Yeah. So it's a great way to get connected, join a small group, get in some community. Let's do it. Anyway, let's get in the Word of God, and uh, I'm excited to lead a small group with you. We get yeah. to do it together. Yeah, we're doing one. Anyway, let's get in the Word. Mark chapter 11. I got the New American Standard Version over here. What do you have? I have the New King James Version. That's great. As and usual. As usual, faithful. 33 verses in this chapter. Let's break it after... Uh, 16. Yep. If you'll get me started, I'll read through 16. Then, or actually, I'm going to get you started, and then y'all pick up the end. Here we go. I say unto you, read, ma'am. Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, and he said to them, Go into the village opposite you, and as soon as you have entered it, you will find a colt tied on which no one has sat. Loose it and bring it. And if anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord has need of it, and immediately he will send it here. So they went their way and found the colt tied by the door outside on the street, and they loosed it. But some of those who stood there said to them, What are you doing loosing the colt? And they spoke to them, just as Jesus had commanded, so they let them go. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their clothes on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their clothes on the road, and others cut down leafy branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then those who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple. So when he had looked around at all the things and the hour was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps it would find, he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. So they came to Jerusalem, and Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who had sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. All right, verse 17. And he began to teach and say to them, it is, is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a robber's den. The chief priests and the scribes heard this and began seeking how to destroy him, for they were afraid of him. For the whole crowd was astonished at his teaching. When, the, when evening came, they would go out of the city. As they were passing by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots up. Being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered, saying to them, Have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted to him. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they will be granted you. Whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgressions. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father who is in heaven forgive your your transgressions. They came again to Jerusalem, and as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him and began saying to him, By what authority are you doing these things? Or who gave you this authority to do these things? And Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question, and you answer me. And then I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from men? Answer me. 
They began reasoning among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Then why did they? Why did you not believe him? But shall we say from men? They were afraid of the people, for everyone considered John to have been a real prophet. Answering Jesus, they said, We do not know. And Jesus said to them, Nor will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Uh-huh. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's uh, there's stuff here in the chapter that, you know, maybe you've heard a, a lot of times. If you've uh, been around church uh, many times, you've probably heard about the triumphal entry and you've yeah. heard of the cult and you've heard of, you know, the den of thieves and, you know, all the all the things here. There's a lot of very common, uh, I don't know, many times preached, uh, you know, around, you know, Palm Sunday and, you know, things along those lines. There's, there's a lot um, in here that we commonly look at. But, you know, some that stuck out to me, even just as you read this, ver- um, this chapter, as we're yeah. sitting across the table from each other, verse 1 says, As they approached Jerusalem at Bethpage, or Bethphage, and Bethany near the Mount of Olives, he said, he sent, and it says, he sent two of his disciples. And I just thought, how many times do we read that in Scripture where he sends two by two, there's a 12 of them. They're, they're doing community. They're doing life together. He doesn't just send one yeah. dude out to go do some thing like this. Like It's very rare that we see one man doing one thing all by himself in Scripture. We see a lot of times in the New Testament especially as Jesus like was painting a picture of ministry to tell people, hey, go out together. Go out and do this together. And here two guys go out, and they're doing something crazy, which I say crazy. It's not crazy when Jesus tells you to do it. It's not crazy, but it seems yeah. in the natural very like wow, this is going to be difficult. And I just wonder about that conversation as the two of them did it together. But yet they had each other to rely on to go, yeah, this is what God told us to do. This is what Jesus told us to do. Let's go do this thing. And I just think about now in the in the culture where they live in and with isolation and all the loneliness that can be in our, in our community and in our culture today, and just wonder how many people would just be better off doing life with somebody else, right? Absolutely. Like, And I know there's a hunger for people to be in relationship and in marriage and in family. And we were just talking with Nick about, you know, newly, newly married and how life together is so much better. I think you would say that, right, Nick? You'd say life together is better with your wife than when you guys were apart? Yes, sir. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> of course it is. Of course, life together with somebody else, doing life with, with a friend or in marriage situations, your best friend is so much better than doing life alone. And I think about some of the some of the ministry options or some of the opportunities. We were just talking about small group again and yeah. you know, doing life as community and not doing it alone. It is so much harder alone out there, and you might feel alone today, and I just want to encourage you. There is somebody that God has ordained, God has set apart, that you could do life with some people. If you're not in a community of believers, like I said at the front end of the show, we'd love to have you here at East Coast. We'd love to have part yes. of our community. Don't be alone out there and feel like you just got to do all the hard work by yourself. You don't have to do it that way. There's a better way. There's better to do it together. And so, I don't know, I just encourage you to go, you know what, I'm thankful for the people I get to do life with. Amen. I, I mean, I feel like many times I got so many incredible options, but all of that, all of that in this community, my best friends in this community came because I'm a part of a local church, because I'm a group of believers together doing life together. So Amen. Anyway, yeah, that stuck absolutely. out Absolutely. I feel like even, you know, like you said, in marriage, we, I remember um, oftentimes that you tell people that in marriage you have more um, confidence to do things with two than you would have to do yeah. with one, that, yeah. you're, that you're better together, and the same is true of community. Um, it kind of reminds me of r- verse two and three there, how... Um, it says, "Go." Jesus is giving them instructions, go into the village opposite you, and as you have entered it, you will find a colt tied there on which no one has sat. And he says, loose it and bring it. So these two guys are walking together, and yeah. they need to loose the colt, and they need to bring it. And the reasoning they're supposed to give, if somebody asks, is the Lord has need of it. And I think about how the Lord has need of us. There yeah. are giftings, there are callings in us, and we need to loose it 
and we need to bring it. And when you're in isolation, when you're not with people, people need you. People, you might say, well, what, what, what do I have to offer? What do I have to give? Somebody needs your listening ear. Yeah. Somebody needs the wisdom that's on the inside of you that that's been in there. It's time to the Lord has need, but it's time to loose it and bring it. It's time to stir up the gifts and callings in our lives and go. Jesus is coming back soon. There's a world out there that's lost and dying, and we want to tell them the good news about Jesus. It's time to loose it. It's time to bring it. It's time to bring it. Let's go bring it. Bring yeah, it. Let's do I, it. I just, I just can't move past the idea of, even in that story of going and loosing a cult, how about partnership? Somebody owned that cult. I know. Somebody allowed them to do that and use that gift. This was a gift yeah. that somebody else had. This is a resource, quote unquote, yeah. that somebody else had, and Jesus had need of it. Oh yeah, and he said, "Hey, go go and ask him. Yeah. Go go tell him the Lord had need of it, and like, bring it. Yeah. Like the idea that you have something to offer. And I don't know what season of life you're in. You might feel like you know, and I'm just a teenager. Last week on Wednesday, I did the show with my teenage daughter, and you know, she's 17 years old, and she has something to bring to the table. Um, yeah. I'm 44 years old, headed to 45. I have something to bring to the table. I yeah. think about you know." Everyone else's season of life. There's a 60-year-old or a 70-year-old or an 80-year-old out there that has something to bring to life. I was just talking with a couple of women who lead a small group. Um, they're going to lead it here at the church in a, in a location here at the Avenue Worship Center a couple Tuesdays a month. It's called um, Brighter and Brighter, Women of a Certain Age. And it doesn't define the age, but I know them to be yeah. in, their, in their later season of life, right? Yeah. But they're gathering together in the later season of their life, encouraging one another. They're not doing it alone, and they're not going, hey, you know what? I guess God's done with me. No, God's not done with you. If you're out there thinking God's done with you, that is not true. It doesn't mean what you doesn't even matter what you did last night or you did yesterday. Whatever your fault or your failure is, that that doesn't disqualify you today from doing something great for God today and tomorrow, right? Don't get held up and go, "Well, God doesn't have Yes, you do. You have some resource, you have some ability, some something beyond what even what you could imagine today that God wants to do through you. Amen. The amount of potential that on the other end of this radio show, on the other end of this podcast is just unbelievable actually it's hard to comprehend where we sit today and encourage you in your gifting and your ability it just blows my mind what is on the other side of these microphones right like we don't even yeah. know we can't see you today but i know because there's a future full of hope for you for everyone in our community for everyone under the sound of my voice today and you could sit back and you go well i don't know I just feel tired. I feel worn out. You know what? Get around somebody. Let somebody encourage you. Maybe you could be yeah. encouragement to somebody. Maybe you are just killing it right now. You're crushing it and doing great things. You know what? Somebody needs to know about it. Somebody needs to be encouraged about what you're doing. Amen. We all have a part to play in it. Amen. Absolutely. The Lord has need of it. Loose it and bring it. It's bring good it. stuff. I remember that some of the things that I feel like hold people back are fear. Yeah. There are a lot of fears that can hold people back from loosening it and bringing it. What the Lord has need of inside of you um, for the body of Christ, for a lost and dying world, you can really be held back by fear. And I think about the first small group, actually, that we went to. Um, we were the only <laughs> people there, and it was um, we didn't realize that this wasn't a small group that was actually meeting. It was kind of a, a misunderstanding, and we showed up, and it was awkward so we went to another small group and we kind of checked it out and it's kind of like oh i don't know i'm not really feeling this and then we went to a third small group and we stayed there for eight years it was incredible yeah. it was and so if you're you know if you if you feel a little bit timid from fear from loosening it and bringing it the gifts and callings that god has inside of you yeah. consider this god's grace is going to be on you for whatever he's called you to do. He hasn't called you to do what somebody else is doing, and you don't have to look at somebody else and go, well, I could never do that, or I don't feel like I fit in with that group, or I don't, no, God has a fit for you. God has um, God has people for you. Yeah. God has ministry.
ministry for you. I spoke to a lady just this weekend who said, she she said, I want to do something. Yeah. And she said, I can go visit widows. And I just thought, what a beautiful thing. Yeah. How many, I, I just don't see that very often where somebody comes into the church and they say, hey, I want to get plugged in and I can go visit widows. And I just think, hey, the Lord has need of it. That is right at the heart of who he is and what he wants his people to do. Come on, loose it and bring it. Do what God's called you to do. It's good. I, I, moving on from there, I, I saw in verse 12, I, I just thought this on the next day when they had left Bethany. He became hungry. So Jesus actually having natural urges, like natural hunger, like the dude was hungry. I say the dude, like he was an earthly man. This is Jesus. This is God of the universe was hungry, right? And I love the realness. I love the realness of scripture that it tells me that this, that the God of the universe yet in human form actually had the same kinds of things going on in him that go on in me. I get hungry. And when I get hungry, I look for food. He looked and he saw a fig tree, and the the rest of the story is pretty uh, pretty incredible and pretty epic. And you know, we see sometimes that we we speak to some things in our lives, or we speak to things in in somebody else's life, or we believe God for something to change in something. And you don't see it right away. Yeah, they didn't see it right away. He didn't just go boom, and it just happened right then and there in the natural with their natural eyes. But they came by the next day and was like, "Whoa, look at here! It worked, Jesus! It worked! What you did actually had like it worked, mm-hmm. you know." And I just wonder how many times that we give up because we don't see it in the natural right then and there. And it reminded me that this hunger thing in Jesus prompted him to look around a little bit and to see some things. There's some urges in you that I would just challenge you. Look around. You feel some things in your body. Look around, and maybe God wants to do something and use you. I don't know if you've ever felt like a burden or a a, a passion or even compassion for something in your community. Pastor Matt shared um, a week and a half ago or so uh, a a story about being at a gas station and just being busy doing his thing and needing gas for his car, right? And saw somebody, looked around because he took time to look around and was able to minister life to to somebody and hope to somebody. And I would just ask you today, is there somebody around that you haven't noticed? And maybe walk slow, look around a little bit today, and you know, you feel hunger and you go to a restaurant or you go somewhere to get food and you know, maybe things aren't working out right. Like this didn't work out. God actually Jesus actually used an opportunity that didn't work out for him to get something to eat. Like he was hungry, went to thinking, oh, I'm gonna get something off that fig tree and it's not there. And he could have been like, he could have done a lot of things, right? Yeah. But his reaction then was to do something different. Yeah. And to teach out of that moment. And in teaching out of that moment, he used that moment to teach something to the guys around him. And I just wonder if there's if there's areas of our lives that sometimes we miss teaching opportunities or miss opportunities to believe and to do something radical for God because we're just tied up with our natural urges. Don't let those natural urges just just, you know, bind you up to do nothing. Actually maybe think that maybe God's doing something here, even in our process of being a natural being, a normal man or woman. Yeah, absolutely. In verse 11, you see, again, when he had looked around at all things, yeah. he cruises into the temple, and he looks around at all things. And How did he cruise? You think yeah, he, like, he rolled cruised in? in? Yeah, rolled to the side. <laughs> yeah. But he, he cruised into the temple, and it says he looked around at all things. Yeah. And literally, when I read that, I thought about Pastor Matt's message this last week where he said he looked in front of him. He didn't notice it for, like, however long, five minutes or something that he was standing there pumping his gas. Yeah. But then he looked up, and he saw a woman who was in need about 20 feet in front of him and it just when it said jesus you see jesus looking around jesus says he looked at all the things and then um and then later on in verses 15 through 19 we see that he's cleansing the temple first of all he looks around he checks it out and then the next day he comes i think it was the next day yeah um they 
later on he comes and he ends up cleansing the temple and doing yeah. what God had called him to do. But first he looked around. It's yeah. important to look around. It's important to go slow. And, um, and in our fast paced lives, it's hard to notice needy people around us, but they're everywhere. Yeah. I would actually maybe even balance that a little bit too, to go, Hey, you know, you don't always have to be like, this is not 24 seven that you're like, man, I can just never put this thing down. Like, you know, I I'll always have to be doing something. And, you know, maybe, you know, you just, you just want some time and you want some quiet and you just want to do life. I, we're not saying that 24 seven, you have to be like acting on everything, every time, everywhere. We're just saying, be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Be sensitive that you aren't so closed off, as Pastor Matt preached the message. If you haven't heard this message yet, you, you need to get a hold of it, that we're not closed off. If we're walking around life because we have been in isolation, been very me-focused yeah, and I-focused and safety-focused, and I, you know, it's not a bad thing to be all those things, but if we change to the point where we get so closed off that we're not open to what's going on around us, we actually lose the the, the whole purpose of us in the earth as a believer is to, is to bring heaven to earth, right? Jesus said, pray that my kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. You you know how that happens. That happens through you and happens through me. And so whether that's in relationship, like we started out this show talking about doing life together, or if that's in you actually being used of God to do something great in our community or in our world, because you looked around and you noticed, we need to notice some things. God has put urges or actually uh, maybe feelings or passions on the inside of you to be moved to do something, right? Yeah. And again, it's let's do something. Let's not be idle and sit still and just kind of cruise in neutral. Let's actually be going places and cruise into a temple, quote unquote, yeah. as Jesus did, and look around. Yeah, absolutely. You can even see um, uh, people being held back in, um, in, let's see, verse 31. It says um, where they're talking about Jesus, actually in verse 32, um, where the where the um, they say, but if if we say from men, they feared the people. Yeah. And these are people who are not walking with Jesus. They're fearing men. They're fearing people. And um, just this Sunday, um, when I was getting ready for church, it, this is so it was so weird and so bizarre because this is not the norm for me at all. I had this huge. Um, I didn't even tell you this. I had this huge ball of anxiety just rifle into my chest. I felt it physically, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I have to go to church. And I love church. I love the house of the Lord. But I immediately realized this is an attack of the enemy to put anxiety in me um, to 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 go do something and and we see here how fear can hold you back fear kept these people from walking the fear of man kept people from walking with the lord and doing and being on on jesus side and they were actually against jesus because they feared people and i just realized that 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 anxiety that rifled into my chest um that it wasn't just it wasn't what is the norm for me but i needed to pray i needed to pray for people who need to step out who need to do things who need to just come to church and, and they're wadded up by fear that that's the enemy god has better yeah i I just appreciate the burden and doing something with that burden not being bound up because you have the burden you feel something it doesn't just stop you we're going to go to a break we'll be right back you are listening to the morning breath podcast from east coast christian center we will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. 
You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321-453-453. Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, so uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, you know, we kind of stopped there uh, even a little bit abruptly. You said that you had some anxiety and felt some things on the inside of you before you got yeah. to church. But, you know, I, I, I just really appreciate what you did after that, what you did with that feeling that you prayed. And you, and you yeah. talked to that thing and said, you know, this is not going to hold me back. And then you recognize that when you got to church, somebody had been dealing with that very thing, you know. And I, I believe did. that there are burdens that God would put on you and would put on me to pray and to believe God 
for other people and other needs in other people's lives, that God would actually use Amen. me to intercede, to pray. And if you're not familiar with that term, intercession or interceding for somebody, it's really you're just praying, believing for something in somebody else. It's not me-focused. Your prayer is not about me. It's not about necessarily the, the anxiety that's in you or the the urge that's in you or the the burden or the pain or the the maybe the passion or the compassion that's on the inside of you for someone or something. I would just encourage you to pray. And I know that prayer is this thing that like we never can do enough of and we can never be good and their condemnation comes with that that oh, I don't pray enough and I'm not caring about other people enough or I would pray for them all of that is like a heavy hand that's the enemy that's like not God's best for you to feel all the things you feel now could you know could yeah. that like stir you to move in a direction towards prayer yeah I think we should Jesus said hey haven't you heard that my house should be called a house of prayer for all the nations should we pray for the nation should we pray Amen. for you know our nation should we pray for our leaders should we pray for our pastors should we pray for our friends yes we should pray for all of those things I would encourage you if nothing else we're talking about partnership we're talking about getting into community if nothing else would you pray for your community today would you pray that god would lead you into a relationship would you pray would you just say god i need help with this i recognize i'm not i'm not crushing in this area god i want to i want to grow in it and you know what i think the fruit of it will be successful even if you don't see it in the moment right away keep going keep doing it and keep believing and i believe god will break through in that area anyway we got to roll we'll talk to you guys soon and uh thanks for tuning into the show have a wonderful day all right bye now We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.